0: you are locked on Redskins your daily Washington Redskins podcast part of the Locked on podcast network your team team every, 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 every day we have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station I'm yeah, sure you know that guy I'm sure you're familiar I was just curious what your opinion is on him well <laughs> I never really like Chris you? Yeah. really anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media I'm not a big fan of, but no, Chris has always been pretty fair, I like Chris Suck it down in six, 320 on clock oh, at two oh, I need. I it's, it's Penis it's Peterson. And that's how it practically ended, for all intents and purposes. We welcome you to episode number 111, a Victory Monday edition, once again, of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Great to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. And we begin this week with, yes, another Redskins win on Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, 20-13. to 13. Over the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins improved to five and two, and once again for a fourth consecutive week retained sole possession of first place. They've now won three in a row since the Monday night debacle, and ironically enough, they're three and zero. Knock on wood, knock on whatever material you have near you. Since I've taken over. From Hollywood, Nick Ashew doing the Locked on Redskins podcast. So I'll take all the credit if you don't mind. Thank you very much. No, I'm only teasing. The Redskins with a good, hard-fought NFC East Divisional win. Yes, the New York Giants are 1-7 now. Yes, they have struggled. Make no mistake about it. They are still talented, especially on the offensive end, despite some flaws, despite some problems, and they're not all Eli Manning. The Redskins somehow, someway, find a way to win 20-13. to 13. Now, the final score probably not indicative of how much in control, for the most part, the Redskins were throughout the day. Again, the New York Giants did score a late touchdown with 17 seconds left, and yes, that does count, that does matter, that does draw the final score within seven But ultimately, the Adrian Peterson touchdown run you just heard from 64 yards called by Kenny Albert on Fox television was the difference. And that expanded a one score 13-6 lead at that point to a 20-6 lead and therefore two touchdown bulge and barring complete disaster over the final Three and a half minutes, the Redskins knew they were going to win and again advanced to five and two. So good to be with you on this Victory Monday edition, episode number 111 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Coming up, we'll go through the game, right? Why don't we? And because there is so much good to talk about, there's, of course, some bad. So we'll do what we did last week. I think I like that format kind of better where we kind of went Unit by unit, as opposed to through the entire game. Uh, And I'll just use some of my notes and observations. And certainly feel free to send me yours at Wrestlemania621. At Wrestlemania621. Or you can email me, Wrestlemania09 at gmail.com. All right, so away we go. I thought the Redskins came out with a very different mindset than I was expecting. I was expecting them to try and establish the run with no Damon Snacks Harrison traded to the Detroit Lions on Wednesday. And maybe that's because the game plan was already largely made up on Tuesday. And not that the Reds, uh, the Giants' secondary is great by any means, and they had traded Eli Apple, so it was even lessened. Certainly I understood That part of the mentality. But I expected the Redskins to be a little more run-oriented to start the game, to try and get Adrian Peterson on track, set up some play action, make some easy down-and-distance type throws for Alex Smith, get the offensive line to a rhythm. And instead, they came out just the opposite and called eight pass plays on their first 11 plays that actually counted. So that was an interesting little twist. Short, crisp Effective passing game that got Alex Smith into a rhythm. He was accurate, which he has not been. Short, intermediate, Jordan Reed was targeted. He was targeted a whole bunch on Sunday twelve times, as a matter of fact, all together, but a bunch on those first drive or two uh of the game as as part of that of as part of that first eleven pass calls or, or eleven plays in which, again, they ran eight passes, or called eight passes, I should say, because one was a third-down scramble, which was a called pass. And Alex Smith, I mentioned getting him into a rhythm. He started this game 10 of 11. Now, what he did after that was disappointing and frustrating because he finished 20 of 32 for 178, a touchdown, which we'll get to in a sec. So that means after the 10 of 11 start by Alex Smith in terms of accuracy. And again, that is important, even though short, controlled, rhythm type passes. That means after that, Alex Smith was only 10 of 21 on the rest of the day. That's barely, uh, that's below 50%. Below 50%. So that's not good. Clearly, he struggled after, say, the quarter-and-a-half mark of the first half. Look, Alex Smith is not what Alex Smith was last year. He's not as confident. He's not as aggressive. He certainly does not have the talent around him that he had last year. In really any way. Uh, there's nobody named Tyreek Hill on this team. There's nobody as good as Kelsey on this team. And Kareem Hunt, as great as Adrian Peterson has been, and he's been very good, Kareem Hunt, an explosive dual threat with fresh juice in his legs, was so good in his rookie year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, again, whether the Redskins bought too much into that or not, The one thing that they preached and the one thing that they are happy about, the one thing that they know they have right now, is a ball control, relatively turnover-free offense. Alex Smith, again, did not throw any interceptions today. He's only got two on the year. Does have a lost fumble. One interception could be chalked up to a miscommunication between him and Jordan Reed, whoever's fault it was. The point is, he's only got two on the year. So that's good, but Alex Smith has to be better. There's no denying that. There's no denying that. Now, what's bailing him out is Adrian Peterson. You heard the 64-yard touchdown run on the way in for the touchdown. He also caught a 7-yard checkdown pass from Alex Smith for a touchdown for the first score of the game. Alex did a nice job on that, kind of looking to his right, scanning back to his left, finding the checkdown. And Peterson slipped a tackle at about the four-yard line and plunged in. Good. Josh Doxson was good. Five catches, five targets, 49 yards. We mentioned Jordan Reed targeted a whole bunch. 12 targets, seven catches, 38 yards. Did have one sick crossover move. Really good to see for a second week in a row. That tells me he's getting healthier and more confident because that is his vintage signature move. And Peterson, as I mentioned, with the 64-yard game-icing touchdown run, finished with 26 of 149 in the score. What else needs to be said? Several big runs on first down. If the Redskins did not kill themselves on the first drive with a Vernon Davis offensive pass interference penalty that wiped out a first down at midfield, a false start penalty on their third offensive drive and a Brandon Sheriff holding call, all part of those first couple of drives. If not for that, the Redskins' offense probably would have gotten at least three, maybe seven more points. You don't know for sure, but I feel pretty confident in that regard. So penalties continue to be a problem. As a team, eight for 90. That's not all on the offense, Eight for 90. But I just mentioned a couple of critical ones. The Sheriff holding and the Vernon Davis offensive pass interference. Certainly two big ones that kind of hurt, stalled, caused drives to fizzle out. Peterson did have a turnover inside the giant 20-yard line, punched out by Landon Collins. The Redskins probably would have gotten at least three points there. Don't know for sure, but probably would have. And Dustin Hopkins, who was good the rest of the day, badly shanked a 41-yard field goal. The guy's been great. He also kicked a 53-yard field goal, and that's his fifth field goal from 49 yards or more this year. He's got three 49-yarders, a 53-yarder, and a 56-yarder. He's been great, but he badly shanked one just before half. If you tally all that up, Between the penalties, the missed field goal, and the turnover, the Redskins probably, probably walk away with some combination of a minimum of six points, maybe as much as ten points, out of those possessions and out of those series. So maybe the final score is, I don't know, 26-13 or or 27-13 or 30-13. That's the way I'm kind of looking at it. Maybe that's the optimist's point of view. I don't know. You tell me. You can email me at WrestleMania 9 at gmail.com. You can tweet me at WrestleMania 621 We'll come back, talk about the defense and the special teams next. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 111 on a victory Monday. We can get used to this three in a row for the first place Redskins. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences, have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at that's russellmania zero nine. That's R U S S E L L M A N I A zero nine. russellmania zero nine at gmail dot com, and I'll get you all the details. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number 111 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, Victory Monday edition. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. You can email me, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. You can listen to me on the radio, 106.7, a fan throughout the Washington, D.C. area, radio.com worldwide. Yeah, radio.com, great app uh, and great web browser as well. And as well, ChrisRussellRadio.com, Warpath Magazine, and, of course, daily here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being a part of what we're trying to build here. And remember, keep sharing, keep downloading, keep listening, keep... Doing everything that you're doing, and we'll try and keep providing the best content that we possibly can. All right, so let's get to it on the defense uh, because i got to go quick here. So many different standouts. First of all, we start with seven sacks, right? Let's start with that. Two and a half sacks by Matt Ioannidis, one big one on third down uh, to uh, stop a drive, one late in the first half. Uh, Then he combined on a sack with Ryan Kerrigan, who had one and a half sacks. I thought Kerrigan should have... Uh, had basically two half sacks, the half sack with Ioannidis and a half sack with Deron Payne. But right now they're labeling it as one and a half sacks, meaning the full sack, uh, giving Payne no credit for a half and the half that he split with Ioannidis. But again, Matt Ioannidis, two and a half sacks. Uh, The guy is just a lumberjack. Uh, He's just strong. I wish somebody would have called him the best value pick in the 2015 and the 2016 draft. Oh, wait a second. I did. Um, when many people wanted to get rid of him right away for some unbeknownst reason to mankind. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, as we mentioned, had the one-and-a-half sacks, but he was a force all day long, Uh, had a couple quarterback hits as well. Preston Smith helped Josh Harvey Clemens on a third-down sack. That was important. So even though Preston walks away again with no sacks and still doesn't have one on the year, Uh, Certainly notable in that regard. And then Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen each had a sack, so certainly the young pups continuing to do their thing and create all sorts of havoc. In addition to that, the Redskins also... Created a couple of turnovers, right? D.J. Swearinger had one inside the giant 10-yard line against an Eli Manning pass intended for Odell Beckham. Stepped right in front after playing a little zone. He passed off the tight end uh, to a corner route and the coverage of Greg Strowman. He sat and squatted on the Beckham route. Read Eli Manning's eyes. Obviously not a good throw by Manning. A little bit inside and away from Beckham. Inside the Ted line, yard line, you just can't make those kind of mistakes. Eli knows that. That'll be a throw he's kicking himself for. And then Swearinger also had a deep ball interception on, I believe it was a 3rd and 17. Something to that effect. So a great job, of course, from D.J. Swearinger. For the only two turnovers of the day, or takeaways, I should say, on the day. Now, the other big story and the other big thing that certainly deserves our attention is Greg Stroman at corner, once again, because Quentin Dunbar uh, was out. Stroman got beat badly, created defensive pass interference, even with a 13, 14-yard cushion by Odell Beckham for a big catch. Uh, I think it was like 44 yards, something like that, maybe 46. Uh, And then later in the game, also got beat badly by Sterling Shepard. It's one thing to get beat by Odell Beckham. I know Sterling Shepard's very good, but you don't like to see that. But what happened was, Strowman, after getting beat and giving up a play that could have gone for a touchdown if he doesn't catch up to him or if he gives up, or at least a 40, 45-yard-ish gain somewhere in that regard, Tomahawk chops the ball out of Sterling Shepard's hands. Great recovery. Now, he was badly beaten, but great recovery. And then on another play, I like the job that Strowman did when he basically, now, again, listen, he's not going against Odell Beckham in this particular case. He's going against the young receiver Fowler. But again, he gives 12, 13, 14 yards a cushion. And this time with Fowler, not Beckham, he stands right with him, hip to hip, and he walls him off. And the pass goes incomplete. And just a, actually, you know what? That may have been the interception, the second interception. I think that's that's what it was. I'll have to double check that. But either way, the point was, is Stroman did a great job kind of adjusting. Now, again, it's not Odell Beckham. Which brings into question, why did the Redskins ask Stroman to cover one-on-one Odell Beckham, whether it be in man or zone. They certainly did that for the first quarter and a half-ish. Late in the second quarter, they did put Josh Norman over there. They rotated that matchup throughout the second half and certainly had more success with it than early on. Listen, a couple of reasons. One, Josh Norman's better on the left side than he is on the right side. Number two, he's not a true man-to-man corner. He doesn't have speed. He doesn't have size. He's feisty. He's physical. He's smart. He's tactically functional and uses that to his advantage. But the notion that Josh Norman is this lights-out, cover-corner, man-to-man press, or even zone just over the top with no help, and he's always going to blanket the opposing receiver, that's not true. Now, are your chances better with... Josh Norman against Odell Beckham, regardless of where Odell Beckham lost, Sure, absolutely. But to me, when they didn't do it at first, I kind of took that as, we don't exactly have full confidence in Josh Norman to do it either. So we're going to take our chances here and see what the young pup can do. And it didn't work out. But the kid recovered. Uh, again, it's it's a learning process. He was a seventh-round pick for a reason. So it's a risky gamble. Minuski's going to get a lot of criticism for it. I get it. Norman, again, is better than Stroman. There is no denying that. But it's not like Norman is a lights-out, shut-down corner. So let's stop acting like that. The other defender that I wanted to shine the light on was Mason Foster. Mason Foster led the Redskins with 13 combined tackles, one for loss, uh, nine solo, four assists, He was everywhere. He consistently stopped the run. He was basically what Zach Brown was against Ezekiel Elliott last week. And Mason Foster even created a big punt stop or a punt return stop. He didn't get credit for it. Uh, but he did a very, very good job, which we'll talk about the special teams in a sec. So all in all, a great day for the defense. Very well done. We come back on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, a Victory Monday edition. We'll go over the special teams. Uh, and uh, maybe if time allows, we'll get a little bit into the coaching. But I'll probably save the coaching for the next edition. Just too much to get to here again on a Victory Monday. But guys, first let me tell you about my bookie. Yeah, that's right. I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out My Bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I'm always telling you guys to bet with My Bookie. So you go to My Bookie right now, and you win, and they will pay. That's right. That's how it should work. That's how it does work. In game live betting, rewarding player perks, fantasy bets over, under. You can bet on how many fantasy points a player will play, uh, will score in a game. I mean, it's very simple, right? But it's fun and it gives you a little extra juice. If you just use the promo code "locked on" or enter "locked on," I should say, enter "locked on," you join my bookie and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code "enter." Locked on. Enter locked on at mybookieonline today. That's M Y B O O K I E. Don't forget to use the promo code. Enter locked on and tell them. Chris Russell locked on Redskins sent you. All right, guys, we welcome you back. Good to have you aboard with us right here again on a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Redskins 5-2 beat the New York Giants on Sunday afternoon in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, 20-13, to 13, host the Atlanta Falcons next. Again, sole possession of first place. So that is all good. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for sharing. Uh, again, at WrestleMania 621 on Twitter, Wrestlemania09 at gmail.com is how you email me. If you want to get a hold of me directly, we'd love to hear from you. Now, uh, let's quickly go over the day on special teams, why don't we, and finish up this Victory Monday edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, We'll start with a bad, a 41-yard missed field goal by Dustin Hopkins. Uh, Listen, you know, there's not many ways you can clean that up other than it was a horrible, horrible, horrible miss. Um, it, there's really no excuse. He completely shanked it. The, sw- the the snap was good. The hold was good. Everything appeared good. Uh, you know, you just bad miss. He just hooked it way, way, way left. It didn't even seem like weather was an issue or anything like that. I, I don't know what happened. there, But, Dustin Hopkins also made a 39-yard field goal, and more importantly, after that miss in the third quarter, and the only points again of the third quarter, he connected on a 53-yard field goal to Dustin Hopkins um, to kind of bail the Redskins out because they had missed on a big opportunity to Paul Richardson on that deep post, such a bad throw by Alex Smith, which we're going to get into throughout the week, again, because that continues to be a storyline. So Hopkins bails them out in that regard. Um, he did have one kickoff that fell short of the end zone. So, And that was returned, actually, for 30 yards, which was you know, kind of disappointing, actually, um, because Hopkins normally is so good, but it come up short at the one, and it was returned by Henderson of the Giants 30 yards. So normally a team on a touchback takes over at the 25, this cost the Redskins five extra yards. Now, the punt team and the punt coverage was outstanding. Tressway, five punts, 246 yards total, an average of 49-2, a long of 58, three down inside the 20. And the long of 58 came after he drew a roughing the or a running into the kicker penalty, which extended a Redskins drive. Of course, they couldn't do anything more with it. Uh, three plays later, Tressway looks like he's not coming out, Looks like Hopkins is going to have to punt in a big spot in a one-score game. And instead, Way comes running out at the last moment and then booms one for 58 yards. Just a great sequence of events. Just a tremendous job by Way as he's done most of the way in terms of directional kicking, angular kicking. I know his numbers haven't always been super high uh, today. Clearly, you can't do anything Bad with a 49-2 average. Also, just wanted to point out Jehu Chesson, the young wide receiver, great play on special teams, punt coverage as well earlier in the game, and Mason Foster, again, he won't get credit, as we mentioned, in the defensive segment uh, because Sean Dion Hamilton and somebody else, I think Zach Vigil cleaned it up. But Mason Foster was the first one down on a key punt return. That may have been the 58-yarder, uh, and that was important to note. So... Very good stuff there out of the Redskins punt coverage unit. Still no return game to speak of. And Capri Bibbs got hurt. He had the only kick return of 20 yards. Uh, Greg Strowman did nothing as a punt returner. So, uh, you know, there there was some ineffectiveness, I guess, or lack of specialness uh, and certainly the bad miss. But all in all, you'd probably say the special teams contributed more to the win, certainly, than they hurt. And that would be three consecutive weeks. You know, not great, not perfect. Nobody expects perfection, but certainly good the last three weeks in a row. And that's how you win football games. You win football games as a team. You know, this notion that every team wins by putting up 40 points or 35 points and being a dominant off, no, 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 no. That does not hold true. That is not true. Please don't let anybody tell you that. That's not how you win football games. How you win football games is as a team, even the Rams, They win football games with special teams all the time. As they did on Sunday when they forced a late fumble after retaking the lead. That's how you win games. You make plays in all three phases. And the coaching, certainly that has to help too. We're going to get into Jay Gruden and Greg Minuski and Ben Cut Week on the next edition, episode number 112. I just don't have the time right now. But the special teams has contributed significantly to three consecutive wins. And it's three consecutive wins in which the Redskins have passed for, you know, minimal yards. I mean, honestly, look, they've stopped the run. We know that. I'll have some numbers on you uh, for you on that. But. They had 156 net passing yards against the Panthers, 175 net against the Cowboys, and now 178 net against the Giants, and they've won three games in a row. And I know the Giants aren't great by any means. As a matter of fact, they're not very good. But the Cowboys, yes, they're 3-4, and four, I got it, but their defense is pretty damn good, top five defense, and the Panthers are pretty damn good too, so... They beat the Eagles and the Ravens handily. The Ravens handily. They beat the Eagles come from behind fashion in Philadelphia last week. The Carolina Panthers are good. Okay, So they've won three straight games, two at home, one on the road, two in the division, and having well below sub-200 net passing yard. That's how this team is getting it done, all three phases. Not one, all three. And that's important to know. And that's how we'll say goodbye on this Victory Monday edition, episode number 111. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing with a friend. Please spread the word. Locked on Redskins Monday through Friday. Friday to be in the weekend edition uh, with all the picks and all that good stuff. Thanks for hanging out with us. On this Victory Monday edition, again, episode number 111, make sure you download us, iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, wherever you get your podcast. We are there for you. And we will see you for episode number 112 coming up in about 24 hours or so as the Redskins are in first place. Hail to the Redskins on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios.